Racing. Green light, they're set to go. Green light's on. Set for a start. Kablenz is holding on. Cut glory for Kablenz. But it is all heart style Rico, and he is going to absolutely bolt the Melbourne Cup in. Big, big show. Green light on. Premier Racing. It's going to be a huge 15, 20 minutes ahead as we look toward the Meadows Saturday night. No Corey Smith, but we've got a punters punning club from him. Done one of those little dodgy recordings that he does time to time. We're going to have a chat with Nettie McDonald, catch up with the great man, as well as Kate Jackson. We're going to get to know Kate Jackson as she and her partner Leland have two runners at the Meadows on Saturday night. little new thing that I'm doing on the podcast every now and then, I'm going to deliver a good joke. Now, if you have a good joke, especially if it's Greyhound related, please send it to me on the socials. Just search my name on the socials. Send it through to me. I'm going to need a little bit more than what I've got for episode number 59. Here's the first joke that I'm going to release on the Greenlight on Premier Racing podcast, and it goes a little bit like this. Why do Greyhounds struggle to dance? I'll give you a couple of minutes to have a quick think about it. Maybe not a couple of minutes, a couple of seconds. The answer is because they have two left feet. (laughs) (laughs) Not great, not great. But uh, I do like delivering a little joke or something funny, and that might be the new segment we look to roll with moving forward. Something funny that you hear in Greyhound Racing or that you've seen in Greyhound Racing, let us know. And we'll give it a run on the podcast. Run of the week. It is run of the week time now. And uh, last Saturday night, we're going to race number 10 on the program. A greyhound by the name of Who's Matt, who had to work pretty hard mid-race to land the prize. And this was this greyhound's fourth win in succession, racing in very good form. Six quick smarts at... Racing and Quick Smart jump fairly well away fast there. West Song out the centre is going to speed to the lead now from Who's Matt going around the outside. At that point would have been carry on Maxwell wide as they turn to the back and West Song the leader led by a length and a half. Who's Matt is racing second. Six further back then came West Side Warrior. Quick Smart's on the outside making some ground. Followed by Fabriola Drummer then came Dickie Devil. Followed further back here then by Fabriola Duran. Eddie Juno turning for home. Who's Matt the leader? West Side Warrior coming down the outside with a pretty good run. Who's Matt in front though? Grips on from either Dookie Devil who flew at the end in company there. Saturday's preview. Straight into Saturday's preview. I promise no more jokes for now. Hopefully my tips don't end up like jokes. Starting with race number one, 6.37. I'm with number one here, Shazani. Thought it was a big, big run last start. May what have been something beat. Therefore, going to box number one looks a big player. I do think Gold Fever is going to apply a bit of pressure in the early part. Race two, I think this is a race there are a few chances in. I like number two, Quick Smart. I also like the red propelled. And we're going to hear from Nettie McDonald to chat ambushed, who's drawn a bit awkwardly but has a big motor. I'll settle on number two each way, Quick Smart. Race number three now, stepping up to 600. I'm with Knickknack Miss. Uh, thought this win was pretty big from her last start in a mix four and five. Really sailed to the line. So she looks to be getting stronger. That's the key. Probably one of my better bets of the night. In fact, race three, number four, Nick Mac Miss. Race four, I'm with seven Hummock. The runs of late have been enormous. Just needs to get ahead of Radic Bale early. I think that's the key. Race five, I'm with six Fernando Mick. Drawn nicely, should get a bit of room and, and be hard to beat. Now, race number six, the City View Bistro final, the best tasting event of the night. 
It's a fifth grade final over 600 metres, a deep race. I'll go with Stout Manelli, but he's going to have to do everything 110% right getting up outside of the speed. May not lead levitation, but can probably run her down if he does sit close enough. Race seven on with number four, Amron Boy. Uh, just think it's so important he gets ahead of Zippy Tesla in the run around that first corner. Race eight, the stayers step out over the 7.30. I'll go with the class of Aston Velvet. Was a winner here. She was four starts ago in 42.77. I think if she runs that, uh, that'll be enough to see her salute here. So race eight, number three. Race number nine here on with two Mapunga Webb. A nice run last time out behind at Hanarico and two starts ago went very quickly, especially through the marks in that win at Geelong. So does look a big play here. I think the red's going to run well. And also Aston Suzette, who I just like to keep a close eye on her. I thought her run behind Stout Manelli was good last week. I just would have loved to have seen her drawn closer to the rail. Over then to race number 10, we'll go in what is a pretty tough race here. I think Miss Fabergé is probably going to go through and lead the race. Uh, if Moth Rocks can kick up on the rail, I think he can run a bit of a race. And then you've got Jintoki Bale to finish off late. Rebel Ride, who's a, a bit of a class runner drawn out wide. It, it's such a hard race. The more I look at it, the more I find it tricky. I was initially going to go each way with number one, Moth Rocks, but there's not a, a huge deal of confidence, although the form probably just a little superior to what he's against here. Race 11 now, second last, Madigan. Well, he's going to have to overcome box number six. He's had a really poor run of box draws, but he's still been racing well, and I think that's the the sign, the mark of a pretty good greyhound on the up. So I'll go with number six, Madigan, and race number 12, the last, on with number one, Reinforcement. Stepping up here to the 525, I think she can lead and prove hard to beat. I'll be keeping a close eye, though, on number eight, Wobbly Boots, down in class from the last performance. Hunters Punting Club. Well, here's the big news. I said to Corey Smith, yeah, a little bit like Jason Adams. You can uh, you can have the night off, mate. I know he's, uh, he's having a, a pretty big weekend plan, but unlike Jason Adams, who sends me just numbers, I said to Smithy, give me a little bit more than that, and here's what he came up with. Yes, g'day, Jimmy boy. Unfortunately, we couldn't get our busy schedules to align this week, but we've got the Victorian Greyhound Awards tomorrow night, Friday night. That'll be a big one. And then Sunday, up the, up the straight at Hillsville, the Arrow. What a field that has come out for that. That is going to be an absolute ripper. But we'll get stuck into my punters punting club for the Meadows on Saturday night. And I am with... Race four, number seven, Hummock. I thought he was unbelievable last week in defeat and uh, looks to get a better draw. We've got the vacant box and the slow beginner on his inside and hopefully can get away with it and go one better than last week. And race five, number six, Fernando Mick. He's drawn out. That's exactly where he wants to be. Vacant box to his inside. I think he gets a nice map and can be winning this. So I'll have $25 on each of those and hopefully... I can start pegging a couple back on you and Jason Adams because you're that far in front of me. It is a joke. So we'll talk to you soon, Jimmy boy. Tell you what, he's a man of the people, Corey Smith. Beautifully done. The only thing was I was a little bit concerned when he almost forgot the name or or number of his best bet. But he's a good man, Smithy, and he gave us what we need. Uh, race one, I'm going to go $25 each way on number one, Scherzani. I think the run was good last time. Racing without a great deal of luck. And, and if he can just push up behind the speed, could almost leak this. And if he does that, I think it's game, set, match. Inside Info. 
time to put the listening devices on now. My favourite segment of the podcast, Inside Info. And we've got a very special guest who, not just herself, but her partner, Leland, are, are flying in town with a very, very good placing last week with a greyhound by the name of Jintoki Bale. This week, they go to the Meadows with two starters. I speak of a trainer by the name of Kate Jackson, who trains out of Bolingarook. Now, I'm not too sure exactly where that is, Kate, but welcome to the podcast. Thanks, James. It's near Gisborne. It's between Gisborne and Bacchus Well, not as far out as I first thought. Um, I know that you said to me when I was going to get you on the show that you'd need to potentially move location a shade to get uh, get good signal. And then I saw Bolingarook. How, how do you pronounce the suburb, Bolingarook? Bolingarook. There you go. And it's, it's pretty much Metro Melbourne. So uh, don't worry too much about that. Let's have a chat about you and your involvement in Greyhound Racing. Where did, where did Kate Jackson... And how did Kate Jackson get involved in greyhound racing? Years ago, mum and dad used to breed dogs and we had a good one named Slater. Um, Darren Murray trained him for us and he went up to Sydney and won the Derby and the Easter Egg and um, he won a few country cups and he was pretty good, held a few track records. What, what was it like being a part, I guess, of the ownership with your family in a greyhound like Slater? Because I, I think even just about to this day, he almost held the the track record at Shepherd, and do you know if that's been broken? Yeah, just recently it got broken, yeah. maybe end of last year. Um, my brother and I were quite young when he was racing, but it was still pretty exciting, like as kids travelling, like we went up to Wentworth Park, and um, that was a pretty good adventure, and travelling the country cups and being known as his part owner, um, as mum and dad owned him as well, so it was pretty exciting. Is, is it... Is it- I guess at a young age to have a greyhound that you're involved with like Slater, do, does that then just give you the bug 100% that you know you're going to be involved in greyhound racing for the rest of your life, chasing, I guess, another greyhound like him? Yeah, well, I love dogs and been around them since I was little, so it's just a love of the sport as well and the people that are in it, you find some good friendships and, I don't know, the dogs are just so loyal and you can just deal with them every day and... They don't seem to upset you. And I guess as a kid, the rents have done well with a, with a greyhound. When, when did you actually make the decision that I actually want to train greyhounds as well? Was it something that as soon as you could get your trainer's licence, you got into it, or was there a delay? How, how did that all take place? Um, yeah, so um, my dad passed away in 2008, and mum found a new partner, which is Cameron, and he trained a couple here and there, and... I used to go to Warnable and get home at four o'clock in the morning with him and that was enjoyable and get up and go to school. So I was pretty much assisting training with mum and Cameron and then I just fell in love with it even more and got my attendance and catches and then I thought when I'm old enough I'll get my trainers and it's just kept whirlwinding from there. Well, I bet the old boy's proud of, of what you've been able to do in the sport so far. Has, has there been one greyhound that you've trained yourself that, that stood out that you've just really enjoyed training for whatever reason? Yeah, we had a couple. So for Carly Jet, he was one of our favourites. Um, but we had 10 starts for four wins and five placings with him. Um, he came to us as a little shy boy and not knowing anything. And then Bacali George, he's won just over 10,000 for us and he was a bit the same, unbroken and a little shy boy and he loves me. So um, he's a bit special to us as well. But um, I do remember my first winner was at Ballarat for an owner, uh, David Wall. He's been really supportive of us and 
um, yeah, he was my first win, so that was pretty exciting and rememberable. Yeah, can can you remember, can you explain that feeling of training your first winner, what it felt like? <laughs> um, it, it's a little bit fuzzy because it was very exciting at the same time. Um, it was also very unexpected. David was going to come down to the track, but he had to work. Um, <laughs> he was going to take work off, but... He thought, oh, if he wins, he wins. It's good. And, um, yeah, he just won. So I think we're a bit all shocked, but also over the moon. Before we chat about the two runners that you guys have engaged at the Meadows Saturday night, I, I, I like sort of delving into love stories on this podcast. And, and you met this great hunk of spunk by the name of Leland Medcraft. Can you tell me a little bit about the, the fairy tale that is so far? Yeah, it's been good. Um, training together is has been tough but also rewarding <laughs> at the same time um we do have our differences but um in the end they make it all worth it hey who's the better trainer you or leland oh it's 50 50 i reckon <laughs> let's turn our attention now to the uh, the saturday night runners last week you guys went to the meadows with a greyhound by the name of jintoki bailey went around at almost 50 to one and, and runs second from box number five must have been a pretty big thrill, and, and his form is good against really good opposition of late. Yeah, he um, his first few runs back after his stopper in January, um, he was a bit tough and a bit unlucky. Um, he was also racing against higher grades, so grade four at the Meadows. Um, we eventually got him back to a grade five and thought if he gets a bit of luck, he could run a, a, a cheeky race, and he got a lot of luck, and... He just got second on the line. <laughs> the margin was very, very slim. Um, but, yeah, no, we're very, very happy and a bit overwhelmed, I think. And he's drawn box number four this week. There's a little bit of speed in the race, and I guess if he if he could almost run exactly the same race as he did last week, he, he's a big chance of filling a place, maybe even winning the race this week. Yeah, he's a bit slow out. Like, he's a big doggy. He's 37 and a half kilos. Um, he's all legs, though. Like, he's quite big. So it takes him a bit to get going, but he's got a bit of race smart about him. Like, if he can't get up the inside, he'll try and go around him. And I think that's just the unfortunate. He finds trouble when he tries to go around. So if he can get the right run, then he's in with a chance. Like, if he's a couple off the leader, he should be able to run him down. What about uh, race 12? You've got Ciala Giblet drawn nicely down in box two, won a race at Bendigo from this draw three starts ago. Not the uh, the strongest race. It's going to be a tough assignment for her, though. She's a $23 outsider in the form guide, but she, she seems to give all she's got all of the time, this little girl. Yeah, she's a little favourite. She's the only girl we've got in the kennels. Uh, she's she's a little quirky. The owners have been fantastic. Um, I'm not sure that they're coming because they've got to work. Yeah, it's normally a good but, sign um, when they don't show up, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a little bit of pressure, too. <laughs> Um, look, she, she loves the rail. She's a mad railer. Her last two starts to the meadow, she's been really unlucky, just been finding trouble. And uh, she's a bit slow out, but once she hits the ground, she's all right. She just needs a bit of luck. Um, she's only 27 kilos, but she gives it her all. She's always trying. Well, who's the best of the two? If we're going to put our hard-earned cash, Kate, that we've worked all week on, all week four, maybe not all of it on, because we always gamble responsibly, of course. We don't, we do not <laughs> recommend and we do not condone silly gambling, Kate, on this podcast. But which of the two do you think is the best chance? It's hard to say, really. Like, 
the big boy, he's probably a good chance to run another place if he gets the right run. But I think she's better suited out of box two because that's where she wants to be. And hopefully the one misses it and she can just rail up. And if they all run off on that corner, then she can get in a, a handy position. But we'll just have to wait and see how she goes. Well, it's been great to get to know you, Kate. Thanks so much for coming on the podcast. And yeah, good luck. Saturday night, not only for Saturday night, but uh, moving forward. And the great hunk of spunk that I spoke of, I think it's his birthday on Saturday. So can you wish him a happy birthday? What is he, 32? Yep, 32. Jeez, I'm good. Enjoy, Kate. (laughs) Thank you. Inside Info. Well, this is Inside Info number two for uh, this episode of the Greenlight on Premier Racing podcast. And this isn't just about racing, let me tell you. My spies tell me my next guest is on his way to play basketball and he rates himself as a bit of a LeBron James. I speak of Nettie MacDonald. Uh, the family wanted you back, mate. How are you? Good, mate. How are you? I'm going well. Hey, what's the news? You, you, you're on the road now driving. Most Greyhound people are... 24-7 greyhounds, but you found time to fit in a bit of uh, basketball as a hobby, mate. Can you tell me some more? No, I'm a big, um, I'm a big sport head. I, I love me footy and me basketball. And footy season wrapped up last week. We obviously we missed out by a game to play finals, so that was a bit of a bit of a heartbreak. But um, yeah, basketball season's been going for for a while now, and we're um, we're uh, we're on our way to finals now. So a couple more games to, out of finals. Nice, mate. And when you say footy, who are you playing for this year? Uh, back at Devon Meadows this year, so just um, just there with a few few mates from um, from way back, and yeah, had a pretty good year, but just fell short at the end. Where do they pop you, mate? Are you a midfielder with a bit of legs, or do they just chuck you in the goal square and let you let you boot five or six a game? Yeah, no, nah, played played full forward this year most of the year, so just just played down the forward line, tried my best to get a kick. And and, and did you kick a few or? Yeah, kicked a few, yeah. Mate, oh. on, this, on this podcast, no good being modest. I took a hanger a few years ago, and I've given it that many plugs, it's not funny. I'm not sure if you've seen it. If not, I'll send it to you, Nettie Mac. But uh, what, what have you ended up with for the year? Surely you keep count. No, I actually, I honestly couldn't tell you. But last week did um, last week did kick a goal from fifty on the boundary to, to seal go. the game. So that was that was that was good. The um, the beers tasted a lot better the other night when um, when we finished with that one hey, on top. Hey, that's good to hear. I like it when you get uh, get a bit carried away. Hey, before we chat about the Meadows Saturday night, you've got one runner in tough assignment. You've also got one at Terrelgan tomorrow, who's going to be a short price favourite, a bit of a, a favourite greyhound of mine with a big motor. I speak of Black Sail. How is uh, how is the Black Sail? been going of late yeah the the dog look to present the dog's absolutely airborne i couldn't i couldn't ask for him to be going any better than what he is he's just he's just doing everything right he last week was bad we had him first up for a while at Sandown, and he had box eight and it, it didn't suit him and he, he got folded like a deck chair on that first corner and was lucky to keep his feet but he pulled up he pulled up really good and He's going back to his honey hole. He, he loves Terrelgan and just a small field tomorrow night and box two is going to do just do him world of wonder. Is he still the track record holder there? Yes, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think, yeah. Yeah, he would be, yeah. yeah 27.34, mate. I, I was going to say, I haven't seen anything run that quick since, so I guess that would make him still the track record holder, wouldn't it? But uh, we move yeah. on to the Meadows. So that's that's one in the bag. Well, the, the punters are, are going to multi that one, Black Sale, no doubt about that, but gamble responsibly, of course. And you've got ambushed at the Meadows on Saturday night. Do you rate him a chance? I know he's drawn a bit upside down in, in box number eight. It's a good feel, but he's he's got a big motor, this dog. Yeah, he has. Like, you know, only, only I think it was three or four starts ago, the dog ran 
five or something at Sandown, and he, you know, he ran home in like ten thirty or something. So he's got a big motor. He, he's drawn upside down. He's definitely, he's definitely not a not an outside dog. But in saying that, he's he's a dollar twenty to miss the favorite uh, to miss the start every time. So I'm just praying that he misses it again, finds himself on the rail, and I reckon there's. There's a little bit of speed in the middle, so I'm hoping for a bit of a jam up on the corner, and he can he won't leave the fence. The dog's literally got yellow painted on the side of his on his side of his chest. He hugs it the whole way around, so hopefully he can boot up and get himself into a good position. Well, sounds positive, mate. We'll uh, we'll jump onto Black Sail Friday night firstly, and then have a little each way play on ambushed. And mate, just great to have you back on the podcast. We miss you, LeBron. Nah, that's good. Good to be back, mate. Anytime. Always a always a frequent listener, and happy to be on anytime. Hey. Enjoy the basketball, mate. Shoot one for me, all right? Outside three, yeah, that's exactly. where I belong. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Well, we may not have had Corey Smith on deck live for the podcast, but it's still been a massive episode. I hope you've enjoyed it. Go the Big V and the Nationals too. Don't forget Saturday night, Wetworth Park for the Nationals. We'll be cheering for all of the Victorians. Nice to be a little bit patriotic, isn't it? Especially on the Green Light on Premier Racing podcast. Until next time, punters, safe travelling, and as always, happy punting.